Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 247. Hello. Thanks for joining. We got the new usual, just Brittany and I. Yeah. That's just us. No yeah. guests. Well, Chloe's here too. Yeah. She's our special guest. She's yeah. been vacuuming. We're trying to vacuum. I am playing chess with the computer. Let's see how quick I lose this it's time. It's only weird because we don't eat in this room. Uh, not really, no. I don't really eat in this room. I don't know, man. She's probably bored. We're about to walk her after this. It's hot. Yeah. But we're back after the fun episode of Tickery last week. Hope you guys enjoyed yeah, having him on. thanks for being on, man. It was a fun time, and we will be having him on again soon. I wanted to say it last week, but I want to be in the point in my life where I can just go on a random road trip for a year. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Save up. <sighs> Fuck. That's how you do it. That's how he did it. We just we need to invest in like a a or van, oh. a van that we can you like. You need a new car soon. Yeah, I'll make it a van with a bed and deck it out so that we can just go camping forever. Mm. <laughs> make sure it has room for the troll. Yeah, we'll just be constantly on the move. She'll be so excited. We both need to get those remote jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's your week been, though? I don't remember, to be honest. I think that's most people's answers with the quarantine. Yeah, every day's kind of blended together. Yeah. Did I bake anything? Um, you made that stuffed bread. Oh, you that made was biscuits. Is since we last recorded, yeah. you made that. It was probably that yeah. night. Yeah. So you've done two new things. Yes, I made. It's called pan bianco i don't know it's bread with cheese and sun-dried tomatoes in it did you like it yeah it's tasty yep i would probably do it again but with um fresh garlic instead of the jarred garlic yeah and i'm sure that always tastes better i'll probably add like pesto or something okay i don't know if they want their dog in a bread but i'm sure whoa, we can ask whoa, them. whoa 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 and then I made biscuits this morning. They were okay. I thought that they were good. Good biscuits. Mm -hmm. I've definitely had worse. I feel like they were very good homemade biscuits. Okay. So I definitely overworked them. You made little like sandwiches out of it. So for the most part, you couldn't really tell or care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll try again. They're easy. The ingredients are... I don't... I'm not lacking the ingredients right now, so... Yet. Give it, give it another month of <laughs> hell. Yeah just want everyone to stop buying all the flour i'm good for a little while but everyone wants everyone to stop buying all the flour i totally get everyone to take up baking right now because it's a really fun thing to do but no stop it yeah <laughs> stop it but that's my it's my hobby, hobby. go away mm. now i can't do it it's the only thing i do i don't no. play video games <laughs> fuck anyway yeah Anyway, <clears throat> I don't think I did anything besides bake because we can't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Um, what did you do this week? I played some WoW, played some League of Legends. Fucking stupid ass chess game. Um, did you lose? No, no, I just, I definitely lost a piece I didn't want to lose. That's for fucking Your sure. queen? No, one of my rooks. No. We played D&D &D again. Yes. On roll 20, streamed it. Yes. So. If you guys have any interest in seeing what our D&D &D sessions are like, 
that's pretty much how they go with less board drawings, I guess, from Naomi. That's what she likes to do in between combat rounds. Yeah. But that was interesting. It was meeting the Council of Dragons. So it was a very RP-heavy episode. Yes, which I'm not good at. And Avery and Naomi made fun of you and Tyler. They didn't make fun of us. They were just like, it's an RP game. Yeah. Like, so? It was a interesting session, at least. And I know that the next chapter in the game, in the book, will at least go kind of back to normal D&D, more combat. Yeah. Uh, watched some shows. I watched, uh, it's always only in Philadelphia, season 14. Yeah, you already finished it, right? I did. Because, I mean, it's 10 episodes, so it's... It's only 10? 10 episodes. Okay. So it was uh, season 13, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when they're 20-ish minute episodes, it takes four or five hours, not even, to watch the entire thing. Oh, so, I get it. Yeah, I, I'm sure you do. But, I mean, at least, like, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, like, the 20-episode season things, they're... <sighs> it's such a chore sometimes. Yeah, I know. That's why you take a break. But season 14 it's always sunny mm-hmm. it's good uh, you started watching it because i sat you down and made you watch the first episode because i wanted like you, you to force me to watch it i enjoy the show i know yeah <laughs> you're making it sound like i fight you but i finished it and it's mm-hmm. uh good. when did it get put up on hulu i don't know i'll okay. have to find that out probably within the last week because i would say I don't, so I, I feel like we would have heard about it um <laughs> yeah because i feel like if i try and look it up they're just gonna say like hey it's available on hulu now um yeah on the subreddit they just keep saying 2020 it was fine it was a good season okay kept getting derailed in my own thoughts don't really have any major complaints with it i don't feel like there's any sort of like big episode like last season had with mac i feel like there never really is a big episode like that though no yeah and i didn't know if that was going to become the norm yeah and it isn't so yeah. it's just very much back to shitty people being shitty in philadelphia yeah back to the show's roots it's uh, always shitty in philadelphia kind of yeah with these people does not detract from the quality i would say it is still a it's very consistent yes if if you like the show you will continue to like the show mm-hmm. so at this point how do you think they'd end the show like do you think they'd do the seinfeld thing i I I think they take it to the next level and like literally all of them die. Okay. <laughs> That's probably what they would do. Okay. Yeah. And like not in some like crazy thing. It's just like they'd all get themselves killed because they're stupid. Or like just someone robs the bar and kills them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a very Philly thing. It's like oh yeah, there was another five murder mm-hmm. event last night. I don't know. I because like they're not trying to be something that they really aren't like they constantly make fun of how old they are and Mm -hmm. the fact that they still work at a bar so it's like i don't think that they would ever change their jobs and what they do as Mm -hmm. characters so it's just they kind of have a good formula to keep going and i'm not saying it's time for them to end by any means because i i can't really think of a season that wasn't good there may have been some like whatever episodes here and there but like it's consistently pretty pretty funny yeah i just how do you end a show like this <laughs> uh, yeah i don't really know because i want to say that they were renewed for season 14 and 15 when they got renewed i think so that yeah. sounds familiar so i mean they have at least one more it's crazy yeah so go watch that if you have hulu especially now 
I am definitely going to be looking out for other TV shows to watch. Maybe Money Heist. It's hard, oh, yeah. though, with uh, international shows to, like, binge and Because you like to multitask. Yes, I like to work or be playing a game while I'm watching shows and things like that. And can't really do that with when I have to read subtitles. Mm-hmm. I used to... Like, I watched... I swear I watched something at my other office job where I was only multitasking and I kind of plowed through it. Like, I would just glance every couple seconds and, like, read the sentence. Attack on Titan. Probably. Yeah, that's probably it. Mm -hmm. So, it's doable for me, but it's I would rather just sit down and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Aside from that, I did finish Succession as well. You were waiting with a bated breath Mm -hmm. so I could be caught up with you. So, we're going to talk about that. A little bit uh, story plot-wise, so spoilers if you have not. If you haven't seen Succession, it's good. Give it a chance. You know, I will admit the first half of the first season is a little slow, but stick with it. It get get good. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about just the show as a whole or just season two? I'm not too sure how far into this show you want to really get. We don't have to like get super specific. I just want to know your general thoughts and opinions about certain things. Like the premise of the show is this very much a parody of like the Rupert Murdoch's of Fox News and his family and just these very, you called them waspy, but I call them new money of like, they own like a media corporation, this family and a fox news a fox news type media corporation but they've expanded into like disney-esque fields where they have like theme parks and cruise lines and they also own um fucking i don't know they own like every fucking local news station as well so it's just everything wrong with corporations um and then the patriarch of the family is getting older He's supposed to be choosing who's going to take over as CEO and chairman of the company. And from there, it's kind of like gives me like modern day Game of Thrones feelings where like all the kids are kind of like secretly hoping that it'll be them and like playing politics to try to get more power within their family. Mm -hmm. And that's basically the premise of the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the pilot shows you that it's setting up for the second oldest son to take over but things happen i mean even in the pilot like they show that he's like nah i'm gonna stay fun. on yeah more. it's like before the show even starts it's mm-hmm. they were going to be setting up kendall the second oldest essentially the main character yeah but by the pilot it's <clears throat> revealed that logan the dad does not want him to be there yeah um he wants to give it a few more years of being in charge yeah. Even though he's very old and clearly not doing well mentally anymore. Yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, the first scene of the show is him pissing on the floor in the closet on accident. Sure is. Because he forgets where he is. Yep. The first line of the show is, where the fuck am I? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the guy that owns like 20 billion everything. Yeah. I do think it is a tough pill to swallow just sit through it watch it it gets good because if you aren't drawn in by the characters or care about their and i will say they're all terrible people yeah so it's hard to kind of latch on right so i mean if if you don't like it's always sunnies of the world or even like the more shitty characters in game of thrones and you probably won't like this because there aren't really like a good there's not one like stark family in succession it's just 
all shitty. It's just like watching the Lannisters. Yeah. That's that's what you're watching. To me, I would I know you might disagree. The closest to a redeemable character is Kendall, but he struggles with certain problems that make I, him do bad things. I would say Connor is Yeah, the, Connor. He doesn't he's really, just kind of an idiot. He's pretty removed and he's just out of touch. Yeah. That's that's his biggest flaw is he's out of touch. Yeah, weird. okay, Connor. But yeah. he's barely in the show. Yes. And that is what's his face from Few Ferris Bueller's Bueller, Alan Ruck, who yeah. plays Cameron. Cameron in Ferris Bueller. Yeah, he's yes. in it. Yes, he is the oldest son. So, I mean, it is, if you can take the slow burn and the <clears throat> just kind of like very, very building dramatic show that mm-hmm. does have like humor at least throughout it, mm-hmm. sure, watch it. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Does the humor make up for the slow burn? Yeah, but at the same time, it's similar to Veep or, again, in the same sense of It's Always Sunny, mm-hmm. where it's just the episodes are a lot of people just being, like, shitty and loud at each other. Yeah. So it does make it a little hard to binge because there were definitely some days where I was trying to watch it and stuff, and I would watch an episode, but, like, I just, I need to take a break. I can't sit through four hours of this in a row. Yeah. So it's, like, I would say check it out, but I have so many, like, asterisks on the show itself mm-hmm. it's like okay like follow this flow chart and if you make it to the end yeah go ahead and watch it that's not to say it's not a bad show but mm-hmm. it's just like i couldn't recommend this to my stepmom okay i don't know if she would really appreciate it yeah i even, mean it's even not my for dad. everyone yeah that's what i'm saying like i feel like i wanted to recommend it to my dad but also it's making fun of everything he's ever would he get that no yeah. yes he would actually okay. it's very very obvious that they're the bad people. That they're the bad people and they're making fun of Republicans a lot of the time. <laughs> and capitalism. Like, there's a very obvious, like, Bernie Sanders parody in this show who, like, I say parody, but, like, they're not making fun of him. It's just Bernie Sanders type. Yes. The universe is Bernie Sanders. Yes. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I think I wouldn't have gotten through the first few episodes if it weren't for the humor. And then it was the politics and the humor that kept me going. I don't know. It was good. You like Roman. I mean, yeah, he's the best character. (laughs) But Greg the Egg. (laughs) He's another character that it's like, okay, he's redeemable. And you can kind of of sometimes get behind him. That's Mm -hmm. where Greg Mm -hmm. and his alliances lie, I would say. Yeah, he's like... He came from literally nothing, even though he's a part of this family, just distantly related. Yeah, he's... A cousin. A cousin of the kids. Yeah. And he has no money, but he just kind of weasels his way in. (laughs) Started with no money, and now he's here. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck this stupid game. But I'm glad you watched it. I very much enjoyed it. I like the humor of it. I like how kind of off the wall it can be sometimes with fucking, this is what rich people do. Yeah. And I'm sure it is what they do. Yeah. That's another sort of caveat. It's like, it's kind of hard to swallow the show and like watch what they do and like the extravagance that they just kind of like throw mm-hmm. around. Oh, I lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I was very frustrated when I watched the second season premiere with the Summer Palace where like there's this whole like feast prepared and then logan gets mad about something and tells them all to throw it away i mean do you remember why i don't remember it's been a while there was um in that episode there is a smell permeating throughout the house and they find that there is like a dead badger or something stuffed up in the fireplace three dead 
badgers or something something like that and so because in logan's mind huh it's symbolism what is that a symbol for the three children trying to claw their way to the top of the chimney is it yeah oh okay i don't know thanks reddit yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um anyway because the feast is like been prepared and like has been waiting to be in with the stench and everything logan goes on like a tirade and is like throw all that food out it's been like wallowing in this stench or whatever and so like literally like dozens of lobsters and huge like the most marbled steak you've ever seen Mm -hmm. throw it all away and let's order pizza yeah fucking rich people and even in the like pilot episode when kendall's trying to acquire walter and it's just we can just throw away a hundred million dollars on this company that's basically a startup at this point. Yeah, like, it does promise. And like, okay, you don't like that offer? We'll go to one hundred twenty-five million. Mm-hmm. Who has? That's not real in my brain. I can't fathom that amount of money. Like, that's just a number at this point. That amount of money doesn't exist. Oh, for anyone that cares, I did find the date that it's always sunny went on Hulu. It was March third. Oh damn. <laughs> That was even before fucking coronavirus became real. Yeah. So it's not as recent as we thought, but we just, I just found out that it was on. So I binged it. Also, Rob McElhinney's Twitter profile picture is Fat Mac. Yeah. (laughs) Showing that fat pride. So do you have any sort of rating prepared for the show? Would you Succession? Yeah. I guess just season two. Okay. I was like the whole show or season one, season two? Just season two, I say. Season two. I think season two was far superior to season one. So I'd give it like an eight out of ten. Season one, I probably would have given like a six and a half. Because definitely the last four, four to five episodes were the best. Yeah. But it's getting to that. Yeah. But season two, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably give season two like a seven. Mm -hmm. Still worth checking out. And I was telling you uh yesterday i think where it's like i don't know how i'll really feel about the show until it's over and i can see what the entire sort of thing what the point is yeah i'm really hoping that he has a plan mapped out we'll find out yeah eventually i mean i don't think it's gonna get canceled or anything like it just won golden globes last year so yeah i think it won best drama yeah i don't see hbo as the type of show or type of network to cancel the show over less than stellar reviews than they were hoping for yeah i don't think hbo kind of goes by views because it's they're a streaming service so well i mean they're a before streaming they were the like premium channel where you pay to watch it so they've always had like the money flowing in just to make shit yeah and i said last year but literally like this year i forgot that the golden globes already happened this year yes i don't know what time it is or day it is anymore What, what month it is i have no idea so there's succession go check it out uh when i bought milk yesterday it said it expired on may 6th and i thought oh cool that's like a month from now the world didn't pause it's almost may i don't know what's happening may 6th is it's next gonna Wednesday. be may mm-hmm. it's not that meme yet you can't you have to do that on thursday tomorrow Tomorrow, when the podcast is out it will be tomorrow yeah anyway succession good if you're patient, stick it out. I promise it's worth it. Let's take a little break from TV for once. And let's talk about music. Yes. Everyone's favorite section of the podcast. Is it? No. 
<laughs> I'm like, we barely talk about music. I know. Uh, but it is still a very large part of my life. Yeah. I listen to Spotify daily mm-hmm. now, and this has been a very good year again for my genre of music. Tons of albums yeah. dropping, tons of albums planned. Unfortunately, tons of tours canceled, canceled or postponed. Mm-hmm. But even the postponements are like causing some bands to drop out because they have other obligations. There have been some albums that have straight up been pushed back yeah. because they're like, we can't really. We were going to tour on this album, and we can't fucking tour. Sorry. Yeah. So, other than that whole (laughs) pandemic, it's been a good year for my scene. Yeah. And in that regard, Dance Kevin Dance just put out a new album. Yes. They, we've definitely talked about them since this podcast has been a thing. Because I remember shortly after the podcast, their album Instant Gratification was coming out. I feel like we've talked about this band several times. Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this has been a very long running theme for Chestock is Dance Kevin Dance. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I like, thought you were saying, like, I think we've talked about them. No. Yes. I'm saying, like, I think, like, we've talked about them for the past four or five albums. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Okay. It's been a, been a minute. They put out <sighs> albums. Uh, they were almost fucking, what, 2016, 2017's album of the year with Mothership. We almost won that. You and I. I don't know. That was that. your vote. Was it? I sure think it was, was like mine lost, so I had to pick one. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, they're never going to be in my top. Yeah, well, they almost were. By default. So, uh, Afterburner, I uh, enjoy it. Okay. It's a good album. Uh, I definitely kind of fell off a little bit after their last album, Artificial Selection, because it did feel a little too samey from Mothership. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt just like a deluxe version of mothership or kind of no variation in what they did Mm -hmm. whereas at least on this album i do feel like they did some different stuff like the the john screamer he does have more some poppier parts and some of the like poppier choruses Mm -hmm. if anything like there's this one song is it three wishes i want to say where like the chorus line is uh multiple stab wounds yeah i remember that now <laughs> and he's just like you can tell when he was recording it he just has this like huge smile on his face because that's just how the like words are coming out mm-hmm. so it does interesting stuff like that where it just kind of like breaks up the mold of the clean verse screamed chorus or screamed chorus or screamed verse clean chorus yeah um so that's what i appreciated about this it made good use of the features that it had they had two artists featured hmm. in the last two songs uh one of them is andrew wells who is a guitarist of theirs but he was popular in another band as a full-on singer okay so he did a good part and then bill murray that is a band yes uh the lead that i mean bill murray it's one guy that does all the recording of the instruments and the singing and producing it's his project uh he used to be the singer for a band called attack attack so long-standing roots and that song the finale into the sunset is probably my favorite song in the album that features him that's the song that has like the weird like lo-fi r&b kind of like section to it hmm. you don't remember that no i'm sorry yeah, i know i'm sure i would if i heard it but even hearing me say that doesn't that like pique your interest of like how that fits into a dance kevin dance song yeah, yeah. so to me is what encompasses why this album stands out more to me than artificial selection is it does different things like that 
I'm sure you remember the Spanish song. How could I forget? The Calentamiento Global. I'm just That sounds right. Going off of how he says it, which is a I don't know. It's on my first listen I did not enjoy it, but it's definitely grown on me because it is kind of odd hearing him sing in Spanish. And then the very next song, which is Three Wishes, where it's just instantly singing back in English. It's just kind of like jarring <clears throat> on this album. Yeah. Uh, it's creative. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite songs are definitely going to be Prisoner, which I did not really love as a single. But putting it in context of the album, I do actually really enjoy uh, Prisoner, Three Wishes, <laughs> Parody, Catharsis, Catharsis, which does a very interesting like vocal effect on the chorus that I really enjoy. And then, like I said, Into the Sunset, you got the Will Swan rap verse, which is very fun. Then you've got Bill Murray section. And like I said, the kind of like R&B kind of drop that happens throughout the song, which really breaks it up. So yeah, good album. Not my favorite of the year, but still a good album. It's good. Um, I mean, I'm giving it a nine out of 10. So yeah. Have you had 10 out of 10s this year? I have just one 10 out of 10 this year. Yeah. The band you keep talking about? Invent Animate. Yeah. yeah. If I, if you would even consider listening to the album, I would definitely talk about that on the podcast, but I know that won't happen. I'm sorry. Like, I can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. They have instrumental versions of their albums. I'm sure you would appreciate that. I guess, yeah. It's like background noise. Very atmospheric. That's kind of like their thing. They're mm-hmm. the atmospheric metalcore, and they have very pretty guitar work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd dig it Mm -hmm. so that's the dance gavin dance section i also did want to talk about uh yeah okay uh there is this concert okay go ahead (laughs) uh that is or was going to happen on uh april 20th it's called block by block west it is a virtual festival being held in minecraft because why not uh definitely like parodying south by southwest sorry i went on their website and they had something about a donation goal but it's a uh event in minecraft there's no cost to admission other than just owning minecraft uh and they have three stages with fucking at least 10 bands per stage and i mean maybe not any super big artist but cool artist i would say like, I don't know everyone on here, but I am definitely going to check it out and watch the bands I want to see and then just listen to the other bands that are going to be performing. Uh, there's a tutorial on their website of how to watch the event. They have, like I said, different stages and it's a Discord channel you go into per stage so you can listen to the band. You can watch merch. There's going to be mini games during all of this too, like Minecraft games. There's like puzzles and shit. And I think they're giving away prizes. So I did want to bring that up because that is very cool. And I had only heard about it after it was already postponed twice. So I was like, hey, let's fucking get the word out. Yeah. So, yeah, that is it for music talk. We made it. You Woo. survived, Brittany. Woo. I'm fine. Like I've, I've told you, Dance Game and Dance is probably like the one that I can like enjoy. That you can tolerate. No, I, there are songs I enjoy. So it's more than just tolerate. There are yeah. some bands that I definitely tolerate. And then the rest, I just, no, stop, stop yelling. Stop okay. yelling at me. I've got to show you the instrumental song. Okay. Start you with that. Okay. And then you'll be like, oh, no. And then I'll just slip in a not instrumental song every once in a while. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh, I don't even notice the 
guitar is too pretty. Let's wrap up this episode with the Better Call Saul season five finale discussion. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for all of Better Call Saul. If you haven't seen it, don't know why you haven't. You should definitely be watching it at this point. And Brittany, what did what was your impression after watching that ending? I mean, pretty similar to like what yours was immediately after the credits started going was that's how it's ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't feel like a season finale. No, it definitely feels like this whole thing was just kind of like build up into season six. Yeah. Like it was all just one mega season. Yeah. It feels like how Bojack was split into too many seasons. Right. But this was still 10 episodes. Yeah. Nothing gets resolved in this season yeah fine i just need to know what's gonna happen to kim (laughs) i just need to know yeah i'm sure she did the saul goodman finger guns yeah like after basically like i'm gonna stroll destroy this man's whole career (laughs) fucking kim (laughs) he didn't do anything to you yeah it's like oh we're not he paid for your law school she paid him back i know but like as much of a douche as Howard was, I just think of him like, yeah, he that's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything morally wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. He didn't actually kill Chuck. Despite, kind of. How did he kind of kill Chuck? I don't know. I'm just I saying, don't think Howard think. did anything wrong besides just be a kind of douchey lawyer. Right. And now, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. What uh, if Kim like goes too far and just like goes to jail? That's I. After, I'd rather her do that than die. I have a feeling something like that is going to be. I was more convinced that she was going to be dead by the end of the show, but after the finale, it definitely seems more like she is going to be facing criminal charges or something like that because she, they like Jimmy said, they can run like bar tricks and bar scams and stuff. But what she's talking about is very much a big deal and could actually go to shit so i can't imagine things ending up well for either of them because the episode title was called something unforgivable so i was expecting it to be something for jimmy and kim like they were gonna break and jimmy almost like broke up with her in the hotel room yeah he tried to and kim was like no we're eating we're gonna have cheeseburgers yes with truffle fries no truffle salt truffle salt if it makes you feel any better vince Gilligan did confirm that season six is happening next year. So it won't Ooh. be like a two year wait. Like is it, it going point. to happen next year with the coronavirus? Yeah, this article is from four days ago. Okay. So is he just being optimistic or is it like, surprise, we already had it all filmed? No, it's going to be in the later okay. 2021. Okay. Yeah, it won't be like another March. It's just, I don't want to get into like a discussion about coronavirus, but like, at what point are they going to declare it's safe to start filming shows again and movies? Like, it's once the vaccine starts rolling out, I bet that could be like at least a year from now. Well, I mean, for us regular people, yeah, like all the <laughs> celebrities already got tested, so yeah. So, what makes you think they won't get their vaccines fucking yeah. prime now to them? Yeah, they probably all have flour, fucking... or they can pay people to sit around and get flour for them yeah rich wait. people can just stay in the store all night no it's... they can pay people to wait in the store all night for them yeah they don't wait yeah they do other things regardless another thing i saw is that witcher season two's release date is 2021 as well so 
Because <laughs> I want to say that they they had just started filming The Witcher 2, like, right when the first season showed up. So Yeah, so I'm, they may have finished or done most of it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know Before how long it lockdown. takes to film a season of a show. I want to say it's a two to three month kind of ordeal, depending yeah. on the length of the show and how hard it is. I feel like a high fantasy show is hard to film. Yeah, like I was going to say probably more action heavy shows are harder because that takes longer. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Succession mm-hmm. probably isn't that intensive when it's just a lot no. of character discussion. It's a lot of character discussion, but it's like, I don't think they started filming when this all happened no no no. yeah no i'm not saying like oh succession will come out soon i'm just saying like comparing the two types of shows yeah and then you have something like better call saul Mm -hmm. which is probably somewhere in the middle between the two because better call saul does have the action scenes Mm -hmm. or going out of the way to like different sets and Mm -hmm. weird places like the finale we saw uh lalo's home that was a really nice home it was a great casa ranch Mm-hmm. Fuck. With the fucking bathtub secret compartment. Yeah, that was funny. That was really cool. I wonder how the plumbing works on that. I'm sure, like... It's a fake bathtub. Or, like, there's enough room so the But, pipes... like, it lifted up from the part that had the faucet. So, it's a fake bathtub. You're a fake bathtub. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I liked the way that was shot when Lalo first climbs down into that little tunnel because mm-hmm. it like zooms in on him like crawling super fast and mm-hmm. then like backs up it yep. made me feel like i was on like a weird like amusement mm-hmm. park ride that was a cool shot yeah they love doing weird things with the cameras and they keep finding new ways to do weird things mm-hmm. that was probably one of my favorite shots in a tv show that i can remember yeah it was besides like... the one of jimmy looking around <laughs> that corner <laughs> i'm <Howard> jim jimmy <laughs> <laughs> That was like one of the top posts of the week. It's like, I love the cinematography of the show. Mm-hmm. It was just. Yeah. Because I used face. to do that like in my bathroom mirror. <laughs> and now you you and Bob Odenkirk have something in common. Yes. My sister and I would go into the bathroom and like take the medicine cabinet door open and like make weird goofy faces. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you didn't do that? i don't know how you're growing up poor i don't know how you slowed down as an adult but here you are having just as much fun as a little kid Brittany. (laughs) growing up poor you have to make your own fun the house also had the very tense shootout with nacho and his uh mercenaries that were hired by frang and Mm-hmm. Lalo take it it gave me almost the same feelings as like Ramsey Bolton where like he took out all the like Iron Fleet like Vanguard I can't remember what they were called but like the super high Iron Isles <clears throat> that's what they were right Asha what, what was her name what was Yara Yara her name in the book is Asha there we go I was like where am I getting that from that's her real name yeah but Yara they thought it would be confusing if there was someone named Asha and someone named Osha <laughs> So they changed her name because they think people are stupid. Yeah, we are. Uh, but it almost gave <laughs> me vibes. forgot about the Iron Fleet. <laughs> it gave me those kind of vibes yep. with um, how Lala was just somehow single-handedly killing them. It made me question because earlier in the episode, Gus was talking to Mike about the people he hired. And he said, like, they're, they're the, the best. best. And it's like, are they? Or yeah. is Lala really that good? I think it's... 
I don't know, a little bit of Lalo's really like good, and also he has the home turf. Like he knows about the secret compartment. Yeah. So it's like well, if that were... secret compartment didn't exist, or yeah. if Lalo had been asleep and Nacho didn't start the fire in the kitchen, like maybe it would have gone smoother. Maybe, but I don't know. It's hard. Like how else would they have gotten inside? So yeah. I mean, if Lalo wasn't sitting right in front of the back door, it would have been a lot simpler. Of course, but didn't. So do you think he is going to... Because he, he knows Nacho was the one that did it. Yes. He looked over and saw the tequila, whiskey, glass, whatever. Whatever, whatever they're they drinking, drinking. And he saw that Nacho hadn't drunk any of it. And so he knew that Nacho was the one that did this. Yeah, and I feel like if they had snuck up on Nacho, it wouldn't just be sitting there on the table. Right. Yeah. Or Nacho's body would be somewhere around there, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah. There's no way that they would have taken him or left him to live if right. he wasn't involved. So yeah, he's definitely going after Nacho. I just wonder if he's just going to kill him outright or if he's going to capture them and use him triple agent. Do you think cuz when we first really meet Saul in Breaking Bad, he has that line that basically introduces Lalo and Nacho as characters. Yeah. Do you think that it indicates whether or not Nacho's still alive? I have no idea. I don't okay. think Saul knows. Okay. Yeah. Whether or not he knows in that moment, I don't think is relevant. Because the line is basically like, it wasn't me, it was Ignacio. Didn't Lalo send you or something? Yes. So Lalo's definitely still alive, I'm assuming. Or maybe Jimmy thinks he is. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a hard line to read into, so I'm not going to. I want Nacho to survive, even though he is a terrible person, because he works for a drug cartel. He's trying to get out. Is he trying to get out, or is he just trying to get his dad out? Both. I feel like he's just trying to get his dad to leave. No, he's the only reason he hasn't left yet is because of his dad. Because he knows if he leaves, they will kill his dad. Yeah. Once his dad is out, he can run too. Yeah. That's but it. But he still did some shitty things. Uh, yeah, obviously. He's not mm-hmm. a good person, but yeah. he is trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Trying. Mm-hmm. So is he redeemable to you? I mean, people are in general. But Kendall's not redeemable to you? He murdered someone because... He wanted to get high and keep getting high. Yeah. And, and then he left the corpse there. And you don't think he's trying to redeem himself? No. He's okay. trying to be CEO of the company. and. But that scene when he's at the parents' house and he looks like he's about to fucking like kill himself. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, better call Saul. <laughs> Sorry, it just made me mad. Nacho's upbringing is a lot different than Kendall's. Yeah. He has a lot more forgiveness mm-hmm. built in as a character in his life that's all our stations in life dictate what choices we make yes we didn't have too much mike in the finale no that was disappointing but what we did get was fantastic so i'm fine we didn't it. get much of mike though like that's fine We're i didn't really find season. any of it to be standout mike it's just it was good papa mike mm-hmm. making jimmy feel better yeah, it was nice, because um, we don't really get to see a lot of Mike and Saul scenes in Breaking Bad. No. So it kind of, it's nice to see that they do have this kind of bond that kind of came out of a very near-death experience. Yeah. I liked seeing that. It was nice. He saved his life multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, constantly. <clears throat> I'm sure he's going to continue to do that. We'll constantly do it, mm-hmm. because we need a lawyer. There weren't any, like super big things just... yeah it's like we said it it felt like a weird finale yeah and like when lala walked off at the end it was just like okay what's next what's the next scene yeah. cliffhanger 
<sighs> not as bad as the Breaking Bad season 5A cliffhanger, but still just as annoying. What was the season 5A cliffhanger? That's when Hank was on the toilet and figured out that Walt was Heisenberg. That was in season five? I thought he finished that, figured that out in the end of season four. No, that was the 5A cliffhanger. Damn. And then we had to wait a year. Damn. Yes. So. Crazy. I am pretty sure that season six of Saul isn't a split up season. I think it is just a, I think there are more episodes than normal, but it's not split up. So. Okay. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you think they will bring back any more Breaking Bad characters? Mm, they're definitely getting closer to the Breaking Bad timeline because they've mentioned Tuco and how much longer a sentence is. So, they yeah, they said Tuco will be out in 11 months or something like that. Oh, and he had just gone out of prison. He's in, fairly fresh out of prison. In Breaking Bad. Right. Okay. So, Do you think we'll see? The only person I could see making sense is someone from Jesse's crew. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Peter. Or Jesse himself. I mean, yeah. like, I, I can't see how a chemistry teacher who has not had a yeah. cancer diagnosis get involved with Saul. And yeah. very clearly just met him at the start of Breaking Bad. So yeah. it just, it doesn't really make sense for them to meet in this yeah. show. Yeah. Because in season one of Breaking Bad, Jesse already knew Crazy Eight, right? Yes, that was because so. he was dealing meth for Crazy Eight. I'm yeah. pretty so sure. So I feel like that'd be the only. Right, because Crazy Eight's definitely still around. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to see, I imagine, I can't say definitely, I imagine we'll see how Saul starts up his law firm and we get the receptionist back and we see how Huel starts getting back into play. And so when we get the car. Yeah, still haven't gotten the car. The steam mm-hmm. is dead, but car is still mm-hmm. unaccounted for. Yeah. It's a Cadillac, right? I think so. Yeah. Lawyer up. Lawyer up. And what happens to Kim? Because we're getting so close to Breaking Bad. Like, whatever happens to her, if it's really bad, like, he's definitely not heartbroken when we meet him in Better or Breaking Bad. He has, it's such a hard character to read, though. So it's, yeah. he's always in Saul mode when we see him in Breaking Bad. Yeah. So it's, yeah. You can't really say that. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get any, like, flashbacks in this finale. Don't we no. usually get a flashback? In not usually. It's usually the first scene of the season. That's I like think... a flash forward, but we get oh, like flashbacks sometimes. Mm, sometimes. I don't yeah. I wouldn't say it's a regular. Okay. So what do you think the flash forwards are building to? Cuz we'll get probably like one more at the beginning of next season and then maybe like the last scene of season 6 is going to have probably going back to Albuquerque, I imagine. Or him doing... Because, I mean, the last time we saw... What's his... I can't remember what his Gene. name is. Yeah, Gene. He called the vacuum guy, turned it down, and said he was going to take care of it himself. Mm-hmm. And so, I think he's going back to Albuquerque. That's my guess. Okay. To what end? Who the fuck knows? Okay. Maybe we won't know until we know what's up with Kim. Yeah. It has to do with Kim. It's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Because Saul knows Mike is dead at the end of season five of breaking bad yeah there's no one else really i think he would go back for chuck's dead he's gonna take that job it's like howard i'm ready to take the job (laughs) fuck yeah yeah i don't know you ready to rate it the season as a whole yeah Mm -hmm. sure out of 10 bowling balls 10 bowling balls 10 job offers 10 bowling balls 10 mirrored faces Ten bowling balls. Putting ten of those pictures. Yeah, you have to link to that picture now. Oh yeah, no, I. 
that's what I want to be for Halloween. Is that. I want to see how you figure that out. I just put a mirror on my face right in the center. Okay. That's what I want to be. What's your rating? Uh, my rating is going to be 9.5. Ooh, what's the point five that took uh, it down? It, I did mention it. It's that this season does feel like it's just kind of the build up to a bigger season. Okay. Where it's like by the end of it, there wasn't, I don't know. It's just the biggest development of this season, I would say, is Nacho and Lalo's relationship, which is definitely interesting. Nacho is a major character, but at the same time, it's it's not something major like Mike or Jimmy or Kim. And Jimmy and Kim, they kind of like get to the same point and then reverse. And so it doesn't feel like progress has been made. It just feels like we've switched places from the end of last season to the end of this season. I wouldn't agree with that, but that's fine. Because, I mean, Jimmy is trying to get out of what he's doing. He wants Kim. I don't think he's trying to get out of it. I think he's just trying to get Kim as far away from it as possible. Right. But she's the one that's, like, not budging on it and is trying to keep doing this weird... She gets the thrill. Exactly. She's weird. Whereas at the end of last season, it's like Kim was adamant about him not becoming Saul Goodman. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like it's, like, just flipped. Mm Mm-hmm. But that is why it's 0.5. Okay. Off. Okay. What about you? I don't know. I thought I knew. Don't worry about my rating. What was your rating going to be? 10 out of 10. Uh-oh. Look, I don't get bothered by the fact that seasons are building up to bigger things. Like, I don't get bothered by that. Yeah. So. But I mean... As long as the story it's telling is still enticing and, like, you're still... The characters are still learning things from what they're going through and... I just don't see a problem with something being, I guess you could call it filler. No, I'm not saying it's filler, but it's at the end of the day, uh, get morbid about it. What if season six never comes out? And this is the last season of Better Call Saul, and that's what we're left with. That's not going to happen. But wouldn't it, in retrospect, kind of detract from like how like if there's so much momentum still and like there is no release? No, because it was still a good season. Yeah, I'm... 9.5 9.5 is still a very good rating. I know. It's I'm just, just not saying. A perfect. I'm not going to let, like, I can't. I don't think you should wonder about what if this happens. Yeah. And let that detract from the quality of something. Yeah. That's just. Me. I'm not. I'm. That's not what That's not something head. I would consider. No. no. And it's not, not so- even a worry of mine. Like, even if, you know, God forbid coronavirus takes someone that's vital to the cast or crew. And they have to stop the show because how do you keep going without this person? Like, I will still look back at this season and say that was a great season of television. And I'm very sad that I can't continue, but it doesn't detract from it. Yes. I I feel like we're both agreeing and I did give it a nearly perfect score. Like, it's I'm the not vi- saying yeah. you're wrong. I'm just no. saying like... I don't agree with your logic of what if it ends and this is what it ended with. Because I gave Mindhunter season two a 10 out of 10. Yes. And like that to me, it's just like you just take this one season, watch it on its own. I couldn't want anything more or less from it. It was just Mm -hmm. a very good package. Whereas to me, I feel like this season, it's just very, very good. It's just I know it's like it is missing more. Okay. That's fine. That's that. You asked for the point five. Your logic of why blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. 
But that is why the 0.5 that's, is missing. That's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to like it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Worst show of the year. That's yeah. what my rating means. Yeah. We're going to have chess talk Razzies. Yeah. It's all Vince Gilligan shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it yes. for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Probably talking about Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse starring Willem Dafoe and his weird something because he does something weird in that movie, right? I think so. I think he like ma- masturbates or has sex with a mermaid or something. Nice. So we're going to yeah. talk about that and, and all its And Robert glory. Pattinson, a.k.a. Batman. A.k.a. the French Prince. Uh, and... The Dauphin. Probably some other stuff. And we'll see you next week. Deuces.